0: It's time for Rain and Shine, your weekly regional science update, where we explore how the planet works and how we work with the planet. Last week on Rain and Shine, we explored pollution and ways in which we can take a fresh look on how we make things in order to seek out new possibilities for solving the problem of pollution before it starts. Understanding that pollution happens when something gets into where it shouldn't be, or gets stuck somewhere outside its normal cycle where it causes harm, is a useful way to begin to redesign our economic and governmental systems to be more circular, such that we are stewarding our creations and our economies from start to finish, or really, from start to start. The area where pollution puts us all at risk at most is when it enters our water. One in four people around the world and one third of people in poorer countries do not have access to reliably clean drinking water. Our country and our towns have fundamental obligations to supply clean, affordable water to everyone. This is critical to our physical health. And as we know, after this pandemic, when our health suffers, so do our social lives, our children's lives and our economies. Today I want to share some particular information about the kinds of pollution that can enter our water system and the strong rules the United States of America has in place in order to protect people's health. The National Primary Drinking Water Regulations are legally enforceable primary standards, i.e. universal baseline standards, that include rules and techniques for treatment. These rules apply to all public water systems and are in place to limit the levels of pollution in our drinking water. The United States government sets legal limits for 90 kinds of pollution in efforts to keep our drinking water safe. We're going to go through these. First off are microorganisms, most of which come from human or animal feces. One example you may be familiar with is Cryptosporidium. This organism originates when fresh feces come into contact with water, causing days of gastrointestinal distress and sometimes becoming life-threatening to babies and small children. There are chemicals which are added to the water to disinfect or treat the microorganisms. These include bromate, chlorine, and lots of variations on chlorine, which, when overadded, can cause anemia and chronic inflammation of mucous membranes in our eyes, nose, and throats. Then there are the byproducts of the disinfectant chemicals, all of which, when delivered in too high of doses, have been shown to cause cancer and issues with our central nervous systems. There are inorganic chemicals. Think of metals like lead and things like cyanide, arsenic, fluoride, and the derivatives of synthetic fertilizers, nitrate and nitrite. Organic chemicals are an issue too, and so are particles, which contain certain charges like those from uranium or radium. All of these can dramatically increase one's risk for cancer. This list does not even contain the variety of new contaminants that are now in our water thanks to chemical cocktails from all of our pharmaceuticals mixing in our wastewater and then getting back into our drinking water cycles, along with all those many kinds of plastics and its derivatives that are found in drinking water, beer, and even our bloodstreams. In short, from itchy eyes to anemia to days of diarrhea to long nervous system defects and cancer, there's a lot of pollution out there that can hurt us. However, modern water treatment systems that are well run and achieve the baselines set by the National Primary Drinking Water Regulations work to manage and virtually eliminate all of these risks. Our world is full of risks that we cannot control. In America, pollution of our drinking water is not one of those. You can find the entire list of pollutants and chemicals regulated by the National Primary Drinking Water Standards at epa.gov slash groundwater and drinking water. You've been listening to Rain and Shine, a production of the Learning Council, produced by Corey Stanton and written and narrated by me, Calarose Rose Ostrander. To submit your nature and science questions, email us at rainshineweekly at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page. And thanks for listening.